from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And almost any other administration in history. And I guess the truth is an agenda doesn't wrap up in one year. We are going to continue to fight for every component of his of his agenda uh, and his um, and his uh, his plans for his presidency that he outlined when he was running for president. Um, can you confirm that a coronavirus emergency spending request is coming, and what details can you provide on that? Well, we are always in touch with Congress uh, and leaders in Congress about what uh, needs the American people have as we continue to fight. They want tests. You don't have the test because you didn't order the test because you weren't prepared for the test, even though they told you to be prepared for the test. You said, no, we're not going to send everybody a test. And then people need a test. You're like, hey, we better get tests, but you didn't order the test, so we don't have tests. That's on you, Jen Psaki. We see you. And you want to keep selling us on the idea that everything's great? Everything's wonderful? Everything's a dream? You want to sell us on the idea that you believe the administration is doing fine and things are going well and the American people have all bought in? They have not bought in. It is not a debate about whether or not the Biden administration has had an awful, miserable, terrible week Nay, month, month and a half, two months. It's not debatable if you're honest. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number. Would anybody like to debate me on this? I mean, I'm not talking about the angry kind. I'm talking about, let's talk about it. Let us go through, not what they say, but what we know to be fact. So let me take something directly out of your grasp. If you say to me, well, look at all the jobs that have been created. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm assuming it would be followed up by hmm. The creation of a job never happens from government. They can create work. They can't create jobs. Jobs are created by the private sector. The private sector creates jobs when they have certainty and when they are left alone. But let's put that to the side and let's talk about it as people do in the, in the general without getting too specific, even though I think that specific is the difference between honesty and actually dishonesty. People going back to the jobs they had before they were told they couldn't go to their jobs because of COVID is not the creation of new jobs. That's a lie. You got to be Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff, to tell that kind of lie. No one sees that as the creation of jobs. If you had a job, then you were told you couldn't go to the job, then you were able to go back to the job six months later, a job wasn't created. It just wasn't created. That's the honest take. So if you're going to bring me, well, look at all the jobs that Biden has created, and he has not. We are still underneath the number of jobs we had before COVID and before the lockdowns. He has not created whoop, a single job. So if you're going to bring that one to me, you're going to get that, that, that pushback, and then we're going to go from there. The rational mind is clear, clear that it has been a very, very bad month. Voting rights legislation, not going anywhere. $1.75 trillion in social spending, not going anywhere. Gas prices, 
Inflation. Polling numbers, a disaster. The Quinnipiac polling numbers are so bad, are so brutalizing. This was, uh, this is my line. Gosh, I wish it had only had gone uh, bigger. The Quinnipiac polling numbers are so brutalizing, they should be charged with elder abuse. That's how bad they are for Joe Biden. Just brutal. No one has faith. No one believes that this administration has a grip on COVID or the economy or foreign policy. Nothing. That's really not something to cheer, guys. Right? People on the political right will be like, yeah, that's right. Well, dude, it sucks for all of us. <laughs> I, I, I don't, never forget that it sucks for all of us. So who's going to say that things are good? Who's going to pretend that things are all right? They're not all right. But who's going to pretend? Jen Psaki, who is doing a whole bunch of pretending she's doing a press briefing right now. And another one, uh, the AFP uh, news agency reports that Ukraine proposes three-way crisis summit with President Biden, Putin, and Zelensky. Uh, are you open to such a format? I have nothing to preview in terms of the next steps on on negotiations or talks. Uh, Everybody's back in their capitals now having conversations about that. I will note that the president's view and our view is that this is up to President Putin and Russia to determine what the path for it is. Ted Cruz put forth legislation that would engage sanctions against those involved with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Speaking of Russia, speaking of their moving on Ukraine, speaking of their work in Kazakhstan, speaking, of course, their just generalized attitude towards the rest of us. Sanctions against the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to which the Biden administration was opposed, therefore siding with Russia and believing they should be able to move this natural gas and they should be able to make billions and billions and billions of dollars. We should be clear, shame on on Germany for working with them. I think I've been saying Georgia. I don't know why I'm repl- replacing Germany with Georgia. It's very, very weird of, of, of me. I, I don't quite get it. Uh, it's, it's Germany we're talking about. That's where the pipeline goes. Not only was Cruz's uh, legislation turned away, the Democrats actually utilized the filibuster to keep it from getting cloture to bringing it to a vote. Now that's, that's pretty special. The Democrats who are screaming about voting rights and how we have to end the filibuster to save freedom and democracy utilize the filibuster to allow the Russians to keep building a pipeline where the money will be used against us and Europe. But no, no, Biden's doing just fine. This was yesterday. This was yesterday. Joe Biden. No, I'm sorry. Jen Psaki at the the, uh, White House briefing. And Jen Psaki asked point blank, hey, you know, will you admit things aren't going well? And she's like, what are you talking about? Um, I have a couple specific ones, but I wanted to kind of follow on that. Um, as you're determining next steps, I mean, frankly, things just seem like they're going pretty poorly right now for, for the White House. The, you know, Build Back Better is being blocked, voting rights is being blocked, diplomatic talks with Russia doesn't seem to have brought us back from the brink of war. Inflation's at a 40-year high. The 
virus is setting records for infection. So as we kind of hit this one year period and a period where everything seems like it's in pretty rough shape or nearly everything, um, which is not an invitation, I guess, to list off <laughs> um, some other things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering at what point do you take stock and say that things need to change internally, whether it's your outreach for the Hill, whether it's the leadership within the White House. Uh, you seem to be stymied on an incredible number of fronts right now. You got to admit from a reporter that isn't from Fox, that's a rough and tumble question. Hey, you got to admit, your life sucks the big one, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, holy cow. Like, that's just an unbelievable thing to say. Forgive my crudeness, but that's what the man said. I couldn't believe it. Jen Psaki's response was, what are you talking about? Everything's great. Well, let me give you a little bit of a different take on this. Uh, more than 200 million people are vaccinated. We've had a record job growth, record low unemployment rates uh, historically in this country over the last year. We've rebuilt our alliances and our relationships around the world. And right now, as it relates to Russia, as you heard our national security advisor convey, we're working with partners around the world to convey very clearly. It's up to them to make a choice about what's next. We're not going to make that on their behalf. Uh, it's up to them to determine if there are going to be crippling economic sanctions or not, or uh, if they decide to move forward. But uh, we also recognize when you have a, a small margin and threshold in the Senate, it's very difficult to get things done and to get legislation passed. And the fact that the president, under his leadership, got the American Rescue Plan passed, a bipartisan infrastructure bill with 19 votes in the Senate, about six votes in the House, uh, the fact that we are still continuing to, to work with members to determine the path forward on Build Back Better, that we have the vast majority of Democrats in the Senate supporting voting rights. That's a path forward for us. And Wow. We'll take another shot at Build Back Better, even though we couldn't get it passed three different times. Was it two different times? I can't keep up. We've got, you know, a vast majority of Democrats with us on voting rights, but the majority of the Senate is against us on this nonsense legislation that actually hurts the American voter. It's a lot of spin. It's just been a bad week. That's all. No, it's been a bad month. That's all. Maybe it's actually worse than we think. Maybe we got to start asking ourselves the key question here. Who gets fired? Does Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff, get fired. After all, Ron Klain is a guy who's supposed to be, you know, helping these things, architecting these things, guaranteeing votes on these things. What has he actually done? What has he actually put together? What votes has he actually helped whip? What what kind of unions has he actually created? What kind of horse trading has he been involved in? When you take a look at key accomplishments. What are they for the Biden administration? I have got more instances of Joe Biden yelling and calling people bigots than I have of him bringing a nation together and getting things accomplished. This is the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast is certainly not my uh, cup of tea. It's not where I, you know, 
live, live, live and breathe. Meaning, I don't read the thing. Matt Lewis, he decided he was going to do a piece. The piece reads as follows. Joe Biden was supposed to be the anti-Trump, but he's just as divisive. Oh. And of all of the preparations that are underway. Sure. His secretary, Blinken, was very frank. Sorry, I had a little bit of Jen Psaki under there, but it just it seemed to work for me. Joe Biden's just as divisive? Well, now you're getting it. This was exactly the conversation. He wasn't a unifier. He wasn't interested in uniting the party. This is the guy or the country. He was good at uniting the country is in his whole soul. No, it's not. He's a bitter, angry old man screaming, get off my lawn. It's who he is, not because I say so, but because he says so. Now you say to me, oh, Tony, he's not yelling. Is that right? We all ask questions about complicated subjects like, can you get this done? I hope we can get this done. The honest to God answer is, I don't know whether we can get this done. Is this mic on? I guess. Anyway. And uh, and oh, I'm not sure either. But anyway, I hope we can get this done. But I'm not sure. But one thing for certain, one thing for certain, like every other major civil rights bill that came along, if we missed the first time, we could come back and try it a second time. We miss this time. We miss this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Count the vote. It's about election subversion, not just whether or not people get to vote. Who counts the vote? No, he sounds like a unifier. He sounds healthy and good. He sounds totally rational. Who counts the vote? It's not about who votes, it's about who counts the votes. You know where that that, that comes from? That's Stalin. Doesn't matter who votes, what matters is who counts the vote. That's that's how you you, you, you solve elections. Who counts the vote? That's Stalin. And here he is at the Capitol realizing he can't get Senator Sinema or Senator Harris on his side and he's yelling and he's screaming. But it's a weird thing. Why is he screaming about counting the vote? Why, why is that coming happening? It was weird until I heard Congressman Ruben Gallego, a Democrat from Arizona. Uh, I don't believe we're ever going to have another physical military coup. I'm sorry, not military, physical coup like we saw on January 6th. I think the coup that we're going to see is going to be staffed by, you know, men and women in very well-dressed suits in our courts, running for secretary of states, running for the county board, the electoral boards. Uh, and for everything that we do between now and then, if we don't get uh, Voting Rights uh, Act passed, we don't have some of these protections, uh, you know, there will need to be a physical coup. They will win this. 
this uh, on election day by not counting votes or just in general certifying uh, like direct certification that the president wants from state uh, from state houses and state house. So now we're starting to hear that if they don't get their way in voting rights, Republicans are just going to not count votes. Huh. If you're winning, you wouldn't just work on scaring the American people into trying to get your way. You'd be able to convince. You'd be able to persuade. And you can't even persuade the totality of your party in the Senate. Yeah, it's been a bad month and a half for the Biden administration. And I think it's going to get worse. I'm Tony Katz. 3.36 million dollars. Now, with 3.36 million dollars, I don't think I'm retiring. I I I am going to buy some things. I I think that's that's the 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 difference. Someone spent $3.36 million on a comic book page. No, 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 I, I didn't say a comic book. I said a page. The page comes from the 1984 Spider-Man comic book, Marvel Comics Secret Wars, number eight. The artwork is from Mike Zeck. Page 25 shows Spider-Man... In a black suit. Spider-Man's suit is red and, and blue. What is this? Black suit? Some, someone clearly messed up in production. Oh, no, 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 no. This day, this comic, 1984, the Secret Wars number eight Marvel Comics. That's the suit that would lead to the emergence of the character Venom. The bidding started at $330,000. Which is a lot of money. Three million. A copy of Superman's debut action comic number one sold for 3.18. So a page from the 84 Spider-Man comic sold for more than the entirety of Superman's debut. I wish I knew more about comics. Joe Biden set to talk about infrastructure. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. The United States House of Representatives wants you to wear a mask. And to ensure that you do, they are going to give you a mask. Oh, that Speaker Pelosi, she's a giver. Is what she is. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The book, Let's Go Brandon, selling huge. It is the bourbon reader you've always needed. It is history. It is recipes. It is quotes. It's just fun. You're going to love it. It's available at Amazon.com. Selling huge out there. The only negative reviews, the people who don't like me politically. That's great because the book's not political at all, but they can't control themselves. That's how you know you need to have it. Let's go bourbon available at Amazon.com. Be sure to buy your copy. The N95 masks they hand out aren't N95 masks. They're KN95 masks. Do you know where KN95 masks come from? China. That's where they come from. 
The United States House of Representatives handed out to its members masks for them to wear that are made in China. That's certifiable. No one thought that the optics of that were uh, suspect, peculiar, problematic. No one thought anything other than, oh, got to wear a mask. Do do, do you have to wear a mask? I mean, if you want to wear a mask, feel free. But if we're going to somehow believe that masks stop COVID, well, we've got another problem. Certainly, you'd have a better chance with an N95 mask. Have you ever worn an N95 mask for an extended period of time? Ah, that ain't easy. And there are people out there who want to put kids in N95 masks. But, you know, kid versions. So they'll be super comfortable. It's not the way an N95 works. In case we're wondering, it's just not the way it works. Now, Joe Biden is set to make a statement about infrastructure, and it got announced by the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, that next Wednesday, Joe Biden's going to have himself a press conference. Joe Biden's going to have a press conference, a formal press conference, first one of 2022. Oh, this is going to be a hoot. This is gonna be a hoot. Wonder who he's gonna yell at this time. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is getting called to the carpet for lying. When he was in Atlanta, giving that despicable speech, voting rights speech, calling everybody a a, a segregationist and a racist who doesn't agree with him. Of course, an obscene thing to do. He said in the speech while he was there, I did not live the struggles of Douglas, Tubman, King, Lewis, Goodman, Cheney, Schwerner, countless others known and unknown. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds, but I walked other grounds because I'm so damn old I was there as well. They think I'm kidding, man. See, he's, he's always relating to the people. He's always, you know, working it out with the folks. It may seem, it seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested anyway. But their struggles here, they're the ones that opened my eyes as a high school student in the late 50s and early 60s. They got me more engaged in the work of my life. He didn't get arrested. He lied. He lied. Washington Post, their fact check, gave him four Pinocchios. Meaning, dang, that's a whopper of a lie. Because it was. He never brought it up before. It's not in any memoirs. It doesn't exist anywhere. He didn't get arrested. It's not what happened. He never got arrested for walking and marching for civil rights. If we are opposed to presidents lying, and I am opposed to presidents lying. If we are opposed to this, we should really be opposed to this. Regardless of the party of the president in question, Joe Biden lies a lot, embellishes his record a lot, and everybody seems to notice, yet nobody thinks he should resign for it, and that's what's so weird. Joe Biden going to talk on infrastructure? We will bring it to you, because that's just the kind of guy I am. Because, you know, he could just start yelling at any second. Because this is something that's failed as well. Yelling at any second Joe is my favorite kind of Joe.
We'll have it on the flip side. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So inflation has come for your chicken wings. And we should be clear, the inflation conversation is getting worse and worse. In terms of the conversation, people realizing exactly what this means. Right now, the Dow is down 343 points. The Nasdaq's down 32. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. President Biden's going to speak on infrastructure. Another failed initiative? I'm curious as to who he's going to yell at. But they took a look at, at wholesale prices up 10%. And then this. So we saw in, in the holiday sales, the online sales, $204 billion in spending. $204 billion. My gosh, so high. Biggest ever. When you add in inflation and how th- prices have gone up, maybe not. Retail sales dropped 1.9% in December. Higher prices cost consumers to curb spending. That from CNBC. This is the reality of what we're looking at. This is what the inflation does and the total lack of faith. You told me people had all these extra dollars because they'd done all this saving. Well, maybe, or they didn't spend it, or maybe they don't actually have the dollars. Now do they? Now do they? So we're paying attention to all of this, and he's going to tell us we need to spend another billion dollars, no, sorry, trillion dollars in infrastructure. How much are we betting that he is going to bring up the idea of child care? That we need to make sure we've got child care in this so, so moms can get back to work. It's one of the great myths, and it's, it's something that, that Pete Buttigieg keeps talking about, but it has no value. People went to work before covid Why aren't they going to work after COVID? What has happened? You know, there are people who tell you that the Great Resignation isn't actually a thing. Well, then what is it? What in the bloody world is going on here? Where people aren't working. It's a real problematic subject. It is one that doesn't come with easy answers. And for some people, doesn't come with answers at all. A giant, giant issue. Where are these people? If everyone is flush with cash because they save so much, where was the spending? Or were the products so expensive because of inflation, they actually bought less products, thus sales being down. Spent the same amount of money. Maybe they even spent more money, but they didn't get as much for their money. That's the reality. Now, I got asked a question on Twitter as we wait for President Biden. And, you know, it's it's Biden. He was supposed to start like like was it almost 20 minutes ago. Right. Uh, So so he's right on time for him. But I saw this on Twitter the other day and I didn't know what I was looking at. And sometimes, you know, when you see something on on Twitter, when you see it on social media, you just be like, oh, okay, that's pretty. (laughs) And you and you avoid it with like the plague. This, however, is a rumor. I guess I should. Uh, I guess I should treat it as such, right? I should treat it like like a rumor because it is what it is. So uh, allow me, if I could, thank you 
Thank you very, very much. The rumor goes as follows. That around the Capitol, no, I'm sorry, around the White House, they're building a blast wall. I'm like, what in the world is 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 this? I have seen this story in quite a few places. That around the White House, they're building this this concrete structure. I have seen the story. I have no proof of the story. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't things happening. I'm not saying that there isn't any construction equipment in front of the Capitol. I am saying that the the idea that it's a blast wall, I don't know what it is. I have absolutely no idea what it is. So unfortunately for you, and uh, th- this from uh, Just Your Average Joe, I can't. I'm like you, because what his tweet was, have you seen or heard the rumor of the concrete wall going up around the White House? The story is everywhere, but I haven't seen it from a source I'd consider reputable. Me either. What I've seen is, is not even a wall, but, but rather some concrete barricades, like you would see dividing a, a roadway. Right? That's not a blast wall. I don't know what that is. I don't know what construction they're doing in the White House. They're doing construction... All the time. The thing was built like trash. <laughs> they're updating, they're renovating, they're doing all sorts of things to the thing. So what could this be? I don't know. Is it a concrete security wall? I do not know. I, I Look, if, if I had, I'd be like, yeah, okay, here, here's, here's what it is. I, I don't have it. No clue. But you know it's it, it's it's like people very often and I and I do get this a lot. Hey Tony, why aren't you talking about this? Hey Tony, why aren't you talking about that? I actually got a a, a text from my social media person, Sarah. Sarah runs social media uh, for for what for what I do uh, here and and what I do with with, with eat drink smoke. She, that I have somebody who does that. Sorry, I am uh, I'm that big. <laughs> okay, and she said to me, she said. Are you going to be talking about the uh, guys from the Capitol who were charged with sedition? Finally, there's a charge like this. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I can. I mean, I've got, I've got like inflation and things on my on my list to talk about. I got some culture things to talk about. You know, like that whole Spider Man thing. Things that are kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, sh- sure. And she and she said, well, I haven't posted it yet on on, on the Facebook page. I'm like, post away. It happened. What are we gonna? We gonna not talk about things that happened? It happened. Don't, don't worry about it. I don't hide from it. And that's the weird thing. If it doesn't happen on somebody else's timeline, they're like, oh, you're hiding the truth. No one's hiding anything. You took some people and you charged them with sedition for what happened on January sixth. Okay. Does that make it real? No. Not not at all. Eleven um, people, including the founder of a group called the Oath Keepers, have been charged with seditious conspiracy 
Elmer Stewart Rhodes, 56-year-old uh, founder of the extremist group, as the New York Post uh, describes it, was charged uh, along with uh, 10 other uh, defendants who had been previously arrested for participating in the insurrection. That's, again, how the New York Post uh, puts it. Rhodes and his cohorts organized teams who planned to bring ammunition and firearms to Washington and organized training for fellow rioters to learn paramilitary combat tactics, the Justice Department said in a statement. The Justice Department also referred to parents as domestic terrorists, so uh, grain of salt. There were no firearms during the riot. Again, riot, not insurrection. Riot, not insurrection. The idea that the Justice Department would engage in charges that are above and beyond? You know, there's an expression when dealing with the feds. You can beat the rat, but you can't beat the ride. One of the things I despise in great measure is the abusive power of prosecutors, is the abusive nature of of these uh, uh, officials. If you're asking me, do I mind that people who storm the Capitol are charged with anything? The answer is no. I don't mind that they get charged. I don't mind if 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 you take rioters and and charge them. I I want that done all over the place. I want rioter, uh, uh, you know, charged with 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 breaking the law across the country, Minneapolis, and Seattle, and and Portland. What can I say? I, I, I am uh, pretty uh, clear and consistent on these things. The feds have brought charges against 700 rioters in connection with January 6th. Okay. By the way, seditious conspiracy, if convicted, a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. The conversation's been, uh, you, you keep screaming insurrection, but nobody's charged with, with insurrection. So what in the world am I looking at? Honestly, what is it? If no one's charged, what in the world am I looking at? So now you charge some people with sedition. Okay. Let's see how it goes. Innocent until proven guilty, go to it. Feel free. Knock yourselves out. Oh, by the way, how in the world did the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt get told, hey, you're fine, without ever sitting down for an interview? Just a curiosity. And then the follow-up to that question Am I really to believe that when you're talking about sedition and you're talking about people who came to either provide violence, engage in violence, or, or, or gin up violence, this guy Ray Epps did nothing, even though we've got the video? Man, that's just weird. I'm not saying you don't have charges against these guys. Knock yourselves out. Go prove your case. Innocent until proven guilty. Let them defend themselves. And let's start making sure we're treating them like American citizens because they are. Whether the left hates them or not is completely inconsequential. Glenn Maxwell gets defense. That woman was finding little girls for Jeffrey Epstein to whore out. I don't want her treated well. But the justice system says she gets a defense. So she gets a defense. God bless America, baby. These, these people should be allowed to shower, should be allowed to shave, should be allowed to get haircuts, should be allowed to see a doctor, should be allowed to see their lawyer. 
And anything less is absolutely beneath us. It's North Korean nonsense. If Biden speaks, I'll bring it to you. Oh, and Joe Rogan. You see, this is why free speech matters and why big tech is wrong. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.